Welcome to Season 2 of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. We are so grateful that you have joined us. I'm Peter Ron, one of your hosts, and Sua, my co-host. Sua, you're doing well? What up, peoples? Sua, it's 88 degrees here. I feel like every one of our episodes starts with a weather update of like... Sua, <laughs> you understand, like... Wait, how? What, what's the weather? 88 degrees. Okay, that's Yesterday not was normal. 88, 89 degrees. That is not and, normal. And I got on my bike and I said, I got to ride my bike for the first time because it's just too beautiful. And Wait, today it's 88 gonna be 80, is not, like, that's like literally peak summer weather. But but here's the thing about this weather it's 88 and it's zero humidity. Oh, so it's so LA beautiful. weather. It's LA that's weather. Beautiful. And so, you know, David Hosang and Betty are here right now and they're so happy they're here because in LA, it's cloudy and it's 50s and low 60s every day is the high and here it's like high 80s now so it's gonna I mean, be 86 degrees we here today. are at 77 and sunny which ooh, is also ooh, really that's nice, very nice. That's it's very, very nice. nice but yes. that's also very unusual for april so i don't know what's going on with i mean global warming is real but uh i'm like i just i know we got to do our best to to save our planet of course but <laughs> in early april I think there should be a butt there <laughs> In early April, I'll take this in early April, man. This is you're gonna get hate mail. And the other thing is that you know I got solar energy, so my my panels make tons of kilowatts. When did you get solar panels? I got like almost a year and a half ago. Did you get your tax break? Uh, no, no, no. But I rent it. I lease it, so I don't get any tax break because I don't. I didn't pay anything for it, so it's just I just pay like a, a monthly fee, which is really low. So. Anyway, Got yeah. It. So Sua, I have a I have a fun question today that Wait, I want no, us to answer. No, before I'm sorry, yeah. but okay. Um, isn't there something we need to address before we move on to the question? Isn't like there what? something like how you for some reason look really educated today more than usual? Like you look <laughs> almost doctoral, should I say? I don't know. Yes. Is there something you would like to share with our okay, listeners? Okay, fine. Yes, yes, yes. I uh, this week I went in to defend my dissertation that Sua helped me edit. Stop it. Sua basically edited the whole thing, and um, I passed my dissertation. Yay! And so I am now <laughs> a full fledged <laughs> Reverend Doctor Peter On. Amazing, so it's amazing. Crazy. You know what it felt like though. If I'm going to be honest, unless this is the week pastor, right? It's amazing. So people ask like, "How did you feel? Was it euphoric?" I was like. Ah. Yeah, you know, but what it really felt like was like taking a real nice dump, like, and then you have that sense of relief. Why? Why of all the analogies? Like, does no, it so have to you be know, fecal? No, no, but I'm just, I'm just trying to keep it real because you know, like when you have to go to the bathroom and like there's no place to go, and you're like you're dying to go, and like you're in this mm. pain, and then mm. you finally find a toilet, and then you let it all out, and that relief um, you feel once you exit the bathroom. That's what it felt like. Like well, just I, a relief. I mean, I guess like for a woman, we would have been relief. like, it's like more like childbirth. Like that would have been a much better, more fertile. But that's a analogy. lot harder. Childbirth is no. Um, childbirth is is a different level. Yeah, but that's kind of like, like this dissertation that, that's was the that feeling easy. that I felt. This dissertation was not easy. <laughs> also, I mean, no, it was. It was. Ch- I mean, Sue, I wanted to cry at times. I was. It was so much work. I also I wanted to dying. cry at times. <laughs> Yes, I know. I know. I wanted no, no, no. to like, no, but I like, I just wanted to quit. Um, I wanted can to I, quit. Can we I, just, like, I don't want to do this. Going with the um, feces theme, can we talk about how, yes. even though the yeah. analogy you used is about um, going to the bathroom, the actual yes. um, 
thing that you've um, produced is not fecal because tell us no. about what happened with the dissertation. PP. So tell I didn't us. even know. I didn't even know this, but they sent me an email last week and I, and I, I, don't, I don't think I got it, but I, I got an email this week and they said, hey, we need your picture. You need to send it by today and, and a bio of you, um, you know, so that we can put you in the program when you graduate because uh, you, you were awarded the Doctorate of Ministry Dissertation Award. Amazing. So I guess that's like the, 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 the faculty picked it as the best dissertation, Amazing. you know, for the for the years. So I was like, what? I was like, that's crazy because. I, there were times where I was that's I, like, awesome. I want to cry because I didn't want to. I, I just it was too much work. It was just so much put, put uh, time and effort uh, of writing this thing, and it really does feel great to know that it was recognized as like you know the I guess in their eyes like they picked it as the dissertation for the for the I'm year. I'm so, so proud. I'm so grateful. I'm so so grateful. So grateful. I mean, that's, so, that's no small feat. No, you know? no, it's and not. I feel like you might have to get fired from the week pastor podcast because <laughs> you're no longer a week pastor. Now you're an awarded pastor. <laughs> so maybe well, so, you need so, to be but, but here, let go. But here's the here's the week pastor moment. Here it could be. So I have to see how many people graduated with a demon on may 4th and if it's just me then they only had one Wait, to choose from there's no way there's only one yeah, it's got to be it's got to be others it's got to be yeah. others. I, I wonder how many they had to choose from so i'll know i'll know by May. imagine 4th. there's like three of them wouldn't it be worse if you didn't win the award because then there's only three people but you still didn't win come on <laughs> so you should just know. be happy you should you i should am feel very proud. happy i am yes. no matter what i am happy we're very proud um, you know, of you uh, both Martin and Rob, those, those were the guys who who basically, you know, I had to defend against. Uh, they both said that this definitely needs to be a book and stuff and things Amazing. like that. So you know, and that and that's the hope, and that's the hope. So, yes, yeah, what? I'm just so happy for you. Work. I'm so happy. Thank you, for thank you. you, thank you so much. And uh, I, I, I just feel so good, and I just don't know what to do with all this free time I'm going to have now. I don't have to write anymore. So like, I'm, I feel so good. So I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to enjoy myself, and then I think like probably by fall, I'll probably like kind of shop it around with some publishers and see if anyone would be interested in it. Well, so we'll see you know how, um, so you know how like you always talk about how you didn't do well in school and stuff. You yeah. should totally like email your elementary school teachers. Be like, guess who got a doctorate? <laughs> I know. You know. You know. You know what the funny thing is? Because you know, I put it out on Facebook, but a lot. I have a lot of high school friends from my Facebook, and they're probably thinking like, Peter on. <laughs> Peter Ahn got a doctorate degree. Like, holy cow! God must wait be till real. you get a book published. Yo, they, they're probably like, God must be real. God has to be real for you Peter. You know what? There has it. never been a more evangelistic opportunity. <laughs> That, to right. show Jesus that God's is strength real. is perfected. If I can get a yes, this is exact. This exactly. is true. If, if exactly. I can get a doctorate, that just proves God's strength is perfect. That was those were not my words. Those were your words. Okay. Yes, yes, I've yes, always yes, believed yes. in you. So this is amazing. Well, Sua, thank you so very much for your support, especially for your amazing edits, because you make me sound so intelligent. <laughs> you are so smart. You are intelligent. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's the it's the teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. So <laughs> So I got I got a great question before we do our programming today. And the question is simply this: I would love to know, and you know, you'd have to open. I hope do you have mm. your phone with you. Yeah, I, of course. I want you to open up your Instagram. I want you to hit the search button, and I want Instagram? to know what videos Wait, pop maybe up. Maybe can I do YouTube or something different? YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want YouTube really. So okay, I I'm gonna do YouTube Instagram because I don't want you. Okay, so why don't you go to YouTube mm -hmm. and hit the search or whatever? Like I don't know what it is, but I know with in Instagram, I when I hit the search button, it figures out like what kind of videos do I watch the most and they always give me fresh ones, which is amazing. 
which is amazing. Okay. So, um, and I think we should just share, like, let's maybe share like 20. This is, 20 um, this is a little bit more real than I necessarily, I don't, I, I can't even speak. I'm, um, <laughs> Is a little bit more real than I'm usually willing to present. Yeah, I know. To I, wanna, I want to. I I'm interested. You got to keep it one hundred um, here. You because you know, I right? feel like your social media channels, like feeds, and your Kindles, like yeah. are usually like your Kindle libraries are usually yeah. kind of sacred, very it, private That's areas. Right. Right. Like I don't. We're keeping it real, man. Because keep it's it so reflective of the things that you think about in your daily yes. life. Yes, 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 yes. All right, are you gonna so. Go? Who, Okay, I'll go first. Okay, I'll okay. go first. So the first one that pops up is, is who is this guy? It is uh, Oswaldo Cabrera from the New York Yankees. And uh, he had a great, great hit. And they won a game a couple of days ago. He popped up because I was looking at that. Not surprising. The next one is Switzerland, man. I, I mean, I, I... Why Switzerland? It's my dream. I, I want to visit that country so bad. You because, haven't been to uh, Switzerland? I've been. I, w I was in Zurich, but I want to go to the countryside. Oh, yeah, and you remember, did you watch Crash Landing? Yes. Of course. That was Switzerland that they were yes. in. Yes. And when I saw that, I was like, I need to go there because there's something just, I love mountains and I love lakes. So I oh, just yeah, like, you I would just, love I, it. That is your I would zone. go bonkers, bonkers. Yes. All right. My third, third video I have is Shaquille O'Neal dunking when he was in the All Star game. And then this is the one that I have the most on. I have a lot of different tennis instructional types of videos <laughs> because I want to, I got to improve my game. So that's really, really important. Um, I have a, a pit bull. I love watching pit bull videos because, you know, I have a pit bull. Uh, and then I have baseball stuff, like swinging, like the mechanical stuff. For, the fun one I have, yeah, for Christian. And then the fun one I have, I have Chris Tucker stand up. Oh my God. You love been, stand up. I've been, oh, so my favorite, my, right now, my, favorite comedian is taylor tomlson i don't even know who that she's is she's so good so she's got three i Netflix. don't even know who that is what? so you got to watch her because she's so good and you know her father is like a fundamentalist christian so she shares about her upbringing oh as gosh. a christian is it cringe so she's no 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 it's it's great like she's she's so witty and you know i don't like i don't like um comedians that curse too much or just overly sexual how do you feel about co-hosts who curse a lot because you know who looking for a friend? You, <laughs> you, nah, you don't curse a lot. I, that's because I'm always in public, but in you know. So why don't? But you've never like I don't think I've ever heard you curse in front of me. Wait, I would so, not curse anyway. in front of the, my pastor at my job. That's unprofessional. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, and then the other one I have is I have a picture. I have some videos of bears. Um, I've why been bears? into bears these days. Are they? In I just I, I love wildlife. I love wildlife. I'm getting ready for Africa. I know there's no bears there, but I have like lion stuff. Oh, and then the stuff that I have a lot of these days, yo, Mike Tyson, greatest hits of Why knockouts. Randomly, do you have Mike Tyson? Like, yo, do you, his... what, what's going on in your brain? Like, no, no, no. you're randomly it, like, it oh, just, I would love to see some footage. It or just came up. Sue, I don't know Mike why. Tyson? It, just, it came up on one of my feeds and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this guy is a vicious animal. The way he hits. And now you just, just getting crazy. more Mike Tyson videos because that's yeah, how the algorithm yeah, works. Yeah. yeah, so, and then, oh, and then this one, this one, uh, Tom Brady and Reese Witherspoon. Like, I think there's been I some heard that's chatting. Fake news. Is that fake news? I heard okay. it's fake news. Okay, because because there's been some talk about these two dating. I think she's um, too good for him. Yeah, I th I think so too. And then uh, look at this one, man. What what is what is that a chimpanzee? Yeah. Why are you watching chimpanzee videos? I've, I've been into uh, I've been into watching gorillas on Instagram. 
That's like so much I'm fun for me. I'm getting like a weird peek into your brain, and I feel very discombobulated right now. <laughs> All right, let me try to find something normal. Like there, feels, and then no, I just have like slam no, dunks. There's I nothing blog. that's normal. <laughs> There's nothing else. That's also, all I can have. Also, can I point really. out? Can I point out to our listeners that there has yeah. literally been nothing relating to Christianity or Jesus <laughs> at all? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. There's nothing related to Christianity on here, man. There's nothing. It's really it's sports dominates it. It sports is pretty uh, much sports all and dominated. animals. Sports and animals. That's it. That's really my my. <laughs> like, are those here. your like main interests? You're right. Sports and says, animals. What are your interests? Oh, sports and animals. Sports and animals, and then some like scenic stuff, like Switzerland and stuff like that. But every single one of them is sports related. Animals. Oh, oh I have some fishing. Yeah, that's that's because I, I love sports. Fishing. But yeah, and, and animals, comedians. Sports and comedians animals. The only other one. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's it. That's like I, I just looked up about 150 different that's videos. That's hilarious. mine. So, so share yours. Share right, yours. Well, what since is you yours? Did Instagram, I will go on YouTube and tell you what the algorithm has given me on my newsfeed. Okay. Um, thankfully, my first video is Francis Chan. <laughs> Oh, look. Um, Why are you so spiritual? And the second one is Korean beauty products. Oh, nice. Nice. Do you okay. do you use any Korean beauty products? Yes. Oh, you do? Okay. Do mm -hmm. you think they're better than and like the stuff you buy at Bloomingdale's and Macy's and like those that the like, you know, like the like the uh the beauty products made for more white people? You mean are they better for Asian skin? Yeah, yeah. Because Jenny um, always thinks Korean products is better for Korean skin. So that's what I she only uses. Korean you know what? Products. I would say that's probably true in many cases, okay. but K Korean beauty usually tends to be like better priced than yes, yes, the others, and that's one of the reasons why I really like it because I think it's like the best bang for your buck. Okay, but there you go. Okay, I have right. a video that says "Jealous Opa." It's a it's a scene from a Korean drama. <laughs> Jealous Opa. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's it's from Netflix Korean drama on Netflix. So that's okay. appropriate because I watch Korean dramas. Um, oh my gosh, look at I'm so holy. Vineyard Columbus daily devotional video. <laughs> oh my God. You are so boring. Okay, what else you got? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like you're so proud of yourself for that I'm one. So you're, proud. you're hilarious. You're so um, hilarious. Lululemon Hall. Workout Lululemon. clothing hall. Okay. Okay. Um well you kind of got a workout outfit on today. And I so do. Sue and I've been talking about do we start perhaps you know, having this on audio, but also having a YouTube channel for Week Pastor. And you, if you guys ever want to watch us record, because we record this on Zoom, that you guys can. And so sometimes Sue, like the episode before, she had on a minty blouse. And I was kind of making mm -hmm. fun of her about it. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of fun. And then a couple episodes ago, she was shuffling cards and it was so bad. And she was saying she's so it good, good at it. You know, it stuff like that. So anyway, and so today she's got like a workout outfit on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm about to, I'm gonna go. You know, my my thing is I have to be dressed for the workout until I complete the actual workout because the worst part for me is the getting dressed. Oh, okay. okay. Like once I'm okay. dressed, all I have to do is just haul my butt downstairs right. and do the exercise. But if I'm already wearing regular clothes, yeah. the whole like the whole like hassle of having to go upstairs and then put on my sports bra and then put on my leggings like it's such a chore. So if I'm already so, dressed for it, I'm like I'll just yeah. do it. So I, Sue, so I was like, maybe we should record this one. She's like, no, 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 I'm not dressed for it. And this, so she's like, all right, if we record it, I'm going to do this. So she puts on her hoodie. Yep, I'm going to wear my hood. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So Yeah, anyway, it, it yeah. would be only be appropriate if I covered mo more of myself. Oh, my gosh. Look what <laughs> showed up on my news feed. What? Oh, you can't see it. It's, I can't it's see it. Tim Keller. <laughs> <laughs> 
discovering the gospel in every book of the Bible. Oh my lord! Okay, do you have anything non-religious on your? Yes, I just told you Korean beauty. Okay, and then Korean drama. Okay, anything else you got Um, on your? More beauty stuff. Okay. Do you have the pimple popper on your? No, I don't watch that. I don't know. Luxury, luxury hall, luxury hall. Okay. More Korean drama. This, I mean, literally. That's Let it? me see if there's something more fun in my Instagram because it doesn't yeah. seem like I have a lot of fun stuff. I think I think I have a lot more fun stuff on my 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 thing than you do. It's I'm just my saying. my entire like Instagram newsfeed is literally, um, beauty, workouts, <laughs> and Christian memes. It's that's literally it. Oh wow! I'm, I guess I'm a that's... very um, simple person who doesn't have a lot of interests. You know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You you are a very learned person. You do a lot of reading, so you're very yeah, you know a lot of different things. But but I don't know about that. you know, so listen, we're we're actually trying to figure this out. Um, if you guys would like us to perhaps have a YouTube channel so you can watch some of this stuff, let us know. We'd love for we'd love for you to let us know. Send us an email. Just make a comment. You know, on our social media, if you would do that, that would help us because I think we might try. I don't think we're going to do every episode. We'll start with a few, and we'll see. But uh, you know, but I do think some, there might be some value in even watching it um, on videos. I know even Spotify now on podcasts, you can watch it. You can either watch it or listen to it now. So um, when I was a teen, my brother yeah. told me that because um, you know when I was a teen or even younger than teen, I want to say I want yeah. I had dreams of being a K-pop star. Um, as many Korean. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Why, why would you think you could be a? What make? Because what I speak English. Right. Because I speak English, and with a couple. Wait, can of, you dance? Can you dance? No, but back then there wasn't like the kind of dancing that like oh, they do okay. now. Like it was a lot all more right, right, doable. Right. Okay. Um, okay. and so I always felt like they always wanted like the English speaking people to come because then yeah. you could just be a rapper. And you speak side. Spanish too, so you could like do like I don't crazy. Know if they were stuff. into like Spanish rap, no? but like I spoke English, and I genuinely believed that with a few plastic surgery tune-ups, I could have the face wait, that wait. was appropriate. So what what um, tune-ups do you think you would have needed? I don't know. Okay, but, yeah, but that's not that, okay. Can we can we focus? That's not that, that's, where I'm going right I mean, now. You got the big eyes. You have no, the big. So, like your nose um, is fine. Like oh, I don't understand what what needs re well, listen, retouching up. So my brother, <laughs> my brother, who you know, if you ever want to know, um, like an honest opinion, just ask what your younger what did your brother younger say? sibling. What he say? said to me that Sua, I think you have the face. You have an audio face, not a video face. Oh, but you know thing about brothers they have no concept of reality they their job is to insult you and make you feel horrible about it that's because christians no. are the same thing to well, okay so anyway my point is like you know going to this like youtube video version yeah. it just yeah. makes me think of how my brother has said to me once you don't have a video face you have an audio face but, I'm, okay. but you know what I, who's I, laughing now i'm about to go video that's that's okay. right. That's right. Because I think I think you're. I think I, I would disagree with your brother. I know John would disagree. So don't worry. Well, you do not have me, a so face for to. radio. You do not have funny. a face for radio. It's funny. Yeah. Though. Okay. It's funny. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, can I ask you? Can you sing? Like I think we have asked you this. You already asked me this. So you think you could sing well enough to be a K-pop star? Or okay, do first, you not need to in sing? the '90s? Yes. Now, no. So in the <laughs> '90s, most of them didn't really sing. A lot of those, so if you, I know like most of our listeners probably have zero knowledge of the K-pop world in the 90s, but most yeah. of the girl groups that came out in the 90s 
they just they were just mostly just pretty and then they had this like one usually physically less attractive person who actually could sing to yes. do most of the singing yes, but the majority right. of the people in the group didn't really sing or dance they were just pretty Oh, and then they had like okay, one okay. rapper who was like just always have one rapper, like one the girl. And that's always the person that I rapper. would be because I speak English. No, but you can't rap. <laughs> if you can, I'm sure if I practiced it a lot. <laughs> I'm sure if I practiced. Wow, it a lot, interesting. Okay. Those raps were not like you know, like Eminem rapping or like you okay. know, this is this was like Korean yeah, yeah, English yeah, yeah. rapping. You know, yeah. it's doable. Like, it's not it's that doable. difficult. It's not so like could, legit rapping. You know, you could do me. You know what we should try to do in this podcast? We should like, you know how I'm Jimmy scared. Fallon, you can do karaoke. Yes. We have the microphones. You mean you just, like the, uh, but but they, he does like the karaoke. The What is it? Like the wheel? Yeah, no, no. But we just need to find like some clips and figure out a way to like, you know, like play it. And, and I think that'd be fun. I would that love is to the day we lose half we our have, listeners. I would love to see if you have what it takes to be a K-pop star back in the 90s. So I would you love know, to sample. It, and back then, in the 90s? And then you could sing some of the songs and you could do some of the rap parts and sing. I guess the like, problem would be that if you don't have the vocals, you yeah. have to have the face. Um, and if you don't have the face, you have to have the <laughs> vocals. I guess yes. therein lies some of the mystery where it, can, <laughs> it gets a little gray. <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You so know, they, really used to, said, they used to have like, you know, like SM Entertainment, YG Entertainment, like, you know, back yeah. in those days, like, you know, JYP, they actually used, to, but mostly SM because that was one of the original ones. Again, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, these are like one of the, ma these are like the major um, brand like labels. labels that yeah. have these groups. Yeah. So it's back like, then they would yeah. actually want um, American girls and boys yeah. to join so actually they used to have auditions like on broad ave and stuff and i know some people yeah. from new jersey who became part of like pretty famous groups some of them you know some of these women came from leonia like ailey's from leonia yeah exactly yeah you See, know like they want from they our, want from town. Yeah. again i don't know if they yeah. would necessarily pick me because i'm from bergen county i think again goes back to the conversation of you either have to have the voice or the face <laughs> but i'm just saying i have some of them I have some of them. So, so speak. This really segues great into our topic because we want to talk about jealousy and envy. How how does <laughs> so, this segue? Maybe you were envious and you wanted to be like a K-pop star because you saw these girls doing their thing and there was like this envy in there. You wanted to be a K-pop star, but that was know, like so. the equivalent of nowadays. If you ask a lot of young kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. So many of them say they want to be YouTubers. I did. I did want to. I did want to act too when I was growing up. Like that was like a thing I wanted to you do. Want to be an and actor. Did I ever share this? Oh, Sua, this you is You wanted so to be an actor? This is the yes. first I have ever heard Sua, of this. Sua, Sua, I even had an, I have like, I had like a modeling agency or whatever, but I had pictures. I had like a profile card and everything like that. You got headshots? Headshots. Yes, that's that's, that's the way. I got headshots. I don't know where they are anymore, but I have. I Please had them. find them. Please when I was find in college. them. Do it for the And cast. listen, listen. So, so, my, so my agent at the time, he called me. I was Wait, you had an agent? I had this. It, it was like an agent. It was in Hackensack, so it's not like a legit agent. Hold but... on. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Hold no. on. Hold on. Hold on. No. Wait. No. No. You got. What, I got to tell you the story. The what, hold on. Is. How did you get an agent? 
all you gotta do is go to these places. There's a there was like a modeling agency in Hackensack. It's Hackensack, New Jersey. Right? But it's you wanted to be a model, or you wanted to act? So like model, whatever. Like that was. This, I think everyone has it. You want to be on oh TV. Gosh. I want to be an actor, oh but like I'll do anything. I right? never knew this so, about you. So so Sua. Well, I was six four, so I was a good candidate to be be a model. I was six four, like two hundred pounds. I was like probably perfect, like weight wise, like one ninety five, right at the time. But but um. But so he calls, I was in college. He goes, Hey, you, I got an audition for you for a Seagram's commercial. And it was like a wine coolers commercial. So you got to <laughs> go to New York and you got to audition. They're looking for an Asian guy. And I was like, okay, I'll go. But I, I went in, I told the story to Angela Robinson. She cracked up. I go to this audition and there's like a hundred Asian dudes. Oh and they're a lot older than I am. And so I go into the audition and they said, okay, here's the scenario. You're at a bar. And you got to hit on a woman. Oh my God. I've never been in a bar. Oh my God. I've never hit, hit on, on a, a woman. woman. I had no context. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I had no idea what to do. So I just didn't know. And so, like, I just, like, I can't. It's too embarrassing. So I don't even share it. I think this is a, this is a private matter. It's too embarrassing. Fair to say that you did not get the job. Sua, I like looked, I winked, and I like I went like I did a kiss. I Sua, I did this. Sua, I went, I went. Sua, you gotta see this. Watch, I went like this. I went. <laughs> Sua, and then they looked at me like, just like just blown away. And they're like, "We'll give Our you a call." This is hurting so much right now. Sua, I I can't. Sua, I can't continue. I don't know what to do? Sua, I've never flirted with a girl. I've never been in a bar. I wasn't old enough to go to a bar. <laughs> And I'm just like, what do I do here? So I, that's the only oh, thing like I could do. And they just looked, they just they looked at me like, <laughs> we'll give you a call. And I left there and I said, okay, well, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> Clearly, I am not called to be an actor. This is not for me. And I decided not to do it. So I'm crying. So, I'm so, crying. but I did have an opportunity to be in a movie. I did have an opportunity to be in a movie. Um, it was, it was, um, Robert De Niro's movie. What was that movie? Um, I forget what movie it was that he was in. And maybe I'll remember it. But all it was, I was an extra and I was sitting, I had to sit in a bus. That's it. No no lines. I was just so an happened? extra in the bus. I was in college at the time and the agent called me. He's like, hey, listen, I got this for you. Like, you don't got to audition. You already got it. You're just an extra. They just need an Asian dude in the bus. <laughs> and I was like, you know, Robert De Niro is the actor. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. But this is my kind of warp. I should have done it. But I just said, you know what? Like, I'm really on fire for God now. I'm focusing on school. Like, I don't want to be a part of the world. I don't want to do the worldly mm -hmm. thing. So I said, no, I'm done with that. So I just I just stopped. And I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So that was it. So, But I thought, oh, it would have been fun because I would have met Robert De Niro. So, but anyway. But I, I appreciate so. your fervor, though. I don't oh, appreciate the Sua. audition, the previous audition. Sua, I have, I was so, I'm still traumatized when I think about it. I still get goosebumps. I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, like actually, I could have auditioned for anything else. Oh but I had auditioned for for that for a wine coolers commercial it's so anyway, funny so, yeah. it's so funny so um let's just kind of i know we got a little off track there but <laughs> i wanted to talk about jealousy and envy because you know i think that leads us down a real dark place if we don't deal with it in many ways so i just i feel like it's really important for us to do that so like first of all so like have you like when like, i don't think you 
struggle with this a lot, but has there ever been a time in your life where you have struggled with jealousy and envy? Would you kind of share with the audience what that looked like for you? And, I, and I'm definitely going to share for me as well. But what did that look like? I for feel you? like you should go first. All right. No problem. So many of you have kind of heard this before uh, if you've been a part of Metro, but probably like for me, my greatest like moments of jealousy was when I was dating Jenny. And when she graduated from college, well, actually, even before then, I just believed that, um, and this is where I think jealousy, the root of jealousy is so deeply rooted in insecurity and your lack of, and it's just a reflection of your low self-esteem and which, and the end is deeply rooted in shame, right? But, you know, but we never think that we just think, oh, we just have low self-esteem, you know, but that's all deeply rooted in shame. But for me, because I have such a low sense of self-worth, like I just believe Jenny would at the first moment, if she found another guy, she was going to leave me. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I really believe that. So I did not want any dude talking to her. I did not want any dude to look at her. I didn't want anyone to do that. And so there was a time where like her high school, this kid, this is, this kid is young. And, um, and you know, like I would say probably three years younger than her, but he's kind of friends of the family. He drove up, drove Jenny to school. So like Jenny and her older sister went to school together at our college and they would usually just drive in the same car and go, but he wanted to come up and just hang out with them. So Jenny decided to sit in his car. And of course his sister, her, her sister drove her car and they went up to the campus and we were dating at the time. And when I found that out, so I was livid. Do you know how angry I got? Do you know what I did to You're myself? Tell us what do you mean? Yeah, did to yourself? Because I was so, I was so angry, I was so, I was so jealous. I was like, "Why would you do that?" Did you She's punch like, something? No, I took my, I, I, I banged my head on a cinder block wall, like really Wait, hard, what? like probably four or five. Times. How does that help? It was rage. I didn't know what. Like, I want to hit something, so I'm not, and I, I'm not gonna hit her, right? So I'm gonna hit myself. So I like, you know, because our our campus was just our walls were cinder blocks, um, and so I just went like, bam, like how backwards. How did it like, go? She was like, what's wrong? And, you know, she was just like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I won't do that anymore. I was like, all right, you promise? All right. But then when she graduated, because she's a year older, she graduated. Were you like gaslighting college. her? Like, this is, hold on. Were you like trying to be like, if you keep doing this, I'm going to like break my head open? Or was it more just like. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? It was such a long time ago. No, no. It, I, I didn't <laughs> threaten terrible. her. Like, I'm going to kill myself if you do this. I was just so pissed. And she saw it. And, uh, you know, that was probably like the first time she kind of saw it. And I don't know what she was really thinking, um, you know, and stuff. So anyway, I think she was like, okay, I'm sorry. Don't worry. I won't do that again. So we just left it at that. Mm. But then when she, when she graduated before me, uh, after me, and she worked at LG, which is a Korean company, and there are so many Korean dudes in LG, um, you know, and I, I just, I was convinced that, there's going to be a moment where she's going to find another guy, cheat on me, blah, 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 all that stuff. So I just, you know, I would like, we had beepers back then. And so I would constantly be like beeping her, making sure that she beeps me back. And, you know, like the beeping means you could like, so do you remember beepers? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you can write out, I love you numerically With numbers, on a beeper. Yes. yes. Yeah. One, seven, three, one, seven, zero, seven, one. And you flip mm -hmm. it around. It's, I love you. Like I, I have a memorized. Yeah. I did it so many times. With calculators too. Yeah. So, you know, um, so like, yeah, there would be certain moments, you know, like I would beep her and if she didn't beat me back, I'd get upset. I'd beep her again. 
you know, the eight two eight two, like pali pali, like hurry up, hurry, hurry up. up. Yeah. yeah. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then like around 10 o'clock every day, I would beep her as well, just to make sure that, you know, she got home and she wasn't out hanging out with work friends and things like that. Because, uh, you know, how in the Korean culture, you go to like, you know, karaoke and you like pour the drinks for the guys and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of like part of the Korean culture. And I did not want her doing that stuff. So it was bad. It was bad. Sue. I mean, I'm not proud of it. And like the worst part of it, too, is like I was still in college. There are times where I borrowed a friend's car from college and I drove to LG and I stayed in the parking lot. Did like you around spy five, on her? Five yeah, five o'clock to make sure she was going home. So you didn't even yeah, go I see her. You were her. literally just spying on her. Oh no, she had no idea I was there. I Does just she know now her. that you did this? Oh yeah, she knows now. Yeah, she knows now. But but yeah, she had no idea. So That's a little bonkers. So I am I am very familiar with jealousy. Very familiar with jealousy. So uh, and 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 envy, you know. But jealousy is probably the worst of it all. You know, envy is like I see somebody like better at basketball. I envy somebody wealthier. Like back in the day, like somebody just successful, you know, like when I worked at NBC, you know, like my senior producer or, you know, I was just like, man, I envy this guy because he just has it all together and stuff like that. Uh, but I also did envy. Um, I was never like ever in my life popular with the ladies and stuff like that. Um, and, and I had like no game. But like when I started working and then, you know, even when I went to college, like there were just some guys, they were just so good with like going out and, mm -hmm. and hooking up with women like it was like an art form. I realized it was, and when I went to NBC, I was like, my God, like these guys are so good at, at like, you know, you know, working and connecting with women and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, like I used to envy that a lot. I'm like, man, I envy like your courage. Mm -hmm. I envy mm -hmm. like just your ability to go and just be so confident and like hit on a girl, hit on a woman and ask her out and all that kind of stuff. I was like, man, I super envy that. So anyway, I think that's for me, those are, Thing. But for me, jealousy was probably the worst for me. And I, and I got to say, it's really rooted in this lack of um, you know self-worth, low self-esteem, that kind of stuff. It's rooted in that. And that's why you many times we have jealousy and we get jealous. So okay. that was me. So what about but, you? Okay, but hold on. Before we move on, though, because we can't just end it like that. Because <laughs> this I'm, is like I'm really guessing, like vulnerable stuff like, I'm guessing that you are no longer in that like toxic jealous cycle. Oh no, no. And so I and I look how did back that at the, evolve. Yeah. So like and I hate to sort of be so Christian, use Christian cliches and things like that. It really is God. Like I think part of this, the journey was, you know, emotionally healthy spirituality has really helped me. Um, I really find my identity not in like what I do or what I don't do, but I find it really in being a child of God. And it took a lot of work to get there. But dealing with the shame was huge, you know, in my life. And I kind of like bought it to like an end. But yeah, you know, and I think once I, but I, I would say with jealousy, once I got married to Jenny, I, I wasn't jealous anymore. I was just like, oh no, she's with me now. So like, you know, we're together all the time. So like, you know, she's not going to run off with another guy or something like that. So I was fine in that area, but it just, it was a long journey. I wish I could just say that. Yeah. Like one day I read this book and I was fine. No, it's just a process of growth, healing growing emotionally healthy, um, you know, and then finding more of my identity in God and uh, and being more self-confident in who I am, you know, before him, that's really helped. And so I've, I've gotten much better now. And I you know I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think I struggle with jealousy or envy, like at any capacity, like that I, I did in the past. So grateful for that. And that's why I think one of the things in my own life, I feel like very free and I feel like lighthearted and I feel like I have a lot of peace in my life because I don't, 
I'm not I'm not a jealous person anymore and I'm not an envious person. So like, you know, there's very there's very few things, you know, that that will make me envious at this point in my life, I think. So and, and you know, wealthy people, I am not envious of wealth. Like that to me is like I know some people are like, yeah, when I look at wealthy people, like I get really envious. I have zero because I know so many wealthy people and they're absolutely miserable. That's not the kind of life I want. So, and I I, I know for a fact money cannot buy you happiness and stuff. And I'm not saying money can't make you happy, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, and it's nice to have money, but to me, like, I'm not envious of that at all. So, but yeah, I would say that's kind of how I grew. It's just, it's just been a long process to kind of help you to grow. Uh, and I'm, I'm in a better place now. So I do how feel about like you? In, well, yeah. I do feel like you're in a unique situation though, because, um, you know, we live in a world where everything that we view of other people's lives is so curated and edited. And so we don't really mm. get an unedited raw uh, perspective into other people's lives. And unfortunately, I think what that does is it does sow a lot of jealousy and envy in us because we compare what's going on in our real lives with what's going on in other people's yeah. edited versions. Whereas for mm. you, I think as a pastor, sometimes like you get called into people's most raw and vulnerable moments. Like you have to do the counseling, you have to do the crisis, like mm. you have to do the counseling. And I feel like you do see that beneath the exterior that appears so great and rosy, a lot of times there's a lot of um, terrible things happening underneath. And so I feel like yeah. in a way you do get to see um, a lot of the insight that a lot of people don't necessarily see. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so you see the perspectives. And so I think like for me, it's not just speaking about myself, but yeah, but you're right. As I meet with people and disciple and counsel and all that stuff, you see like the root of, of jealousy and it, it's all, it's unfortunate. And even en being envious is all just the, it's the root of it. It's really shame. And it's thinking that you're always lesser than. And so as a result, you get jealous, you get envious of people that you feel like are better than you, you know, and stuff. And that's just so hard. And and then it's really hard to accept like how God made you. Like, I think you just have to accept it, you know, uh, and I say it a lot here, like warts and all, and just, you know, and knowing that no matter what, like well, you're perfect in his eyes. And so when you, when you can approach it that way, then you're fine, you know, but it's hard. And I would also say like, I think jealousy and envy and all that stuff, I think it's, um, it passes down from generation to generation. So like if you come from a very jealous, um, envious, like kind of family and a family line, that's why it's good to like kind of retrace your roots and ask those questions. Like, was your father like really jealous, you know, of your mom, you know, like maybe cheating? Like my dad was super jealous, you know, as well. Like I saw mm. those moments, you know, um, envy, you know, was your mom and dad envious, you know, things like that and or your grandparents. And you realize that those things are traits that your parents yeah. give to you. They're like scripts that you get at birth. And so you didn't like necessarily grow into being a jealous, envious person, but a lot of times there were just scripts that were given to you and you have to kind of do the hard work of like, you know, letting it, you know, burning it up and saying, I'm no longer going to live according to the script and now I'm going to live according to, you know, and I, I don't think social, I think social media makes it worse, right? Because I mean, I'm not on social media a lot. You guys all know that, but, but when you watch like clips you know, of different things and you watch people's posts and stuff like that. Everyone's putting the best version of themselves out there. And sometimes like it makes us feel envious or makes us feel lesser than because we feel like, well, why is it my life like that? You know, but the real picture is I don't know how many of those people who post those things, like even these celebrities that post, like their life is not as happy as it, it appears to be on social media, but yet, you know, they can, they can live off of that. So anyway, yeah. So I think for me, uh, that's yeah, it's a progression, but I've seen a lot of this in the past, and I, I realize how destructive it can be.
and and how it can really hurt you and and you end up hurting people that you love the most and that's that's the hard mm. hard, hard part of it especially with jealousy like you're jealous of certain people that you love but then like you don't even know it but you're really hurting them in the process and i think that's really sad that's a sad thing so what about you sua so you know i'm i'm it's interesting because um when you talk about jealousy in the context of like a romantic relationship or even like friendships mm. because sometimes i see with my daughter's age groups there's jealousy within friends mm. like no she's my best friend not yeah. your best friend and somehow there's not enough friendship to go around and so if you become close to that friend it means that there's less friendship left for me it's like the zero that's right that's situation. right situation and i feel like with romantic relationships it's a little bit different because like i mean in most contexts you shouldn't be dating multiple people like in a serious relationship right, right? like if you're with me you're with me i have to say yeah. um I don't remember really ever being jealous in a romantic context. Like, in fact, I remember I let I would let John go and eat lunch and stuff with his ex girlfriends. I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, well, so that that what that just shows me, and I think that's right. Is you're just very secure in who you are, you know. And that's so Jenny's the same way. Like when yeah. we were dating, like I would go out to lunch with women in our church, like in my church, not her church. And she, and she was like fine with it. Like she was totally cool with like me going away, like, you know, hanging out, doing ski trips with like, you know, women and men, you know, like praise team. She didn't have, she didn't care at all. So it just shows you like you were very confident. You didn't really have shame. You know, you lived in a you lived lived in a really healthy emotional life, and that's why you don't struggle with it. And I think you're right. And I think a lot of that has to do with the family background. Like you're right. My parent, yeah. neither of them were very jealous people. I don't ever yeah. remember them telling me stories about either of either of them. Yeah. Being- jealous of yeah. each other maybe it's because they met later on in their lives like they met in the yeah. late 20s and so maybe by then they were already like had a couple of relationships under their belt and had yeah. kind of formed fleshed out who they are in relationships yeah but for me i don't ever remember being jealous and i think you're right a lot of it had to do with i mean this sounds like really like arrogant just like saying it but my parent my mom raised me in a way and i think this has a lot to do with the fact that she always felt lesser than growing up with a in a family that she did where she didn't have like a dad or she shared a dad mm. with another family she always felt lesser than and so her goal mm. in raising us was she never wanted us to feel lesser than yeah and so in a way yeah. she aired on the other side where she right. made us feel like better than like yeah. she was like you i want you to feel like you're better than everyone yeah. and it's kind of also not ideal but i think if you had to pick one probably it's better to like puff your children up because eventually right. life will cut right. you down like that is what life does um so growing going into like college high school like high school college even post college i whenever i was in a dating context i just never felt like i needed to do my part to like keep the guy cuz i kind of felt like if you're going to leave me you're not going to find anything better. So like, good luck. That's right, girl. But I genuinely Man. believed it. I don't think That's I would. talking about. Honest, I don't know if I would. Jenny's the same way now. like you. But I was literally like, go ahead. Go try to find somebody like me. You're not going to find them. It's your loss. Dang, girl. But, I, but it, the, the crazy thing is I genuinely 100% yeah. believed it. Yeah. Um, and, and part of that is also why I never felt like the need to give into sexual pressure in relationships because I yeah. was like, no. You can go ahead and find yeah. somebody else then. Like, I don't yeah. need you to complete yeah. me, you know? And the the scary part of that is it's so much less who I am and much more where I come from. Um, mm. It's not like I was born this way. I think a lot of it was also the, the family setting and how my parents raised me and the fact that I came from a stable yeah. family. There was no real trauma. Like, right, I right. grew up very privileged with loving parents who loved me yeah. unconditionally. And I knew that. And I think a lot of these things shape the way we feel 
see ourselves, which in mm. fact then shapes how we do relationships with others. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, I don't think this is. But, really- but wait, say, but yeah, I will yeah. say to our listeners, what you just said, like that's not arrogance. Like, go out, you're not going to find anyone better. Because some people could be like, well, that's an arrogant way to think. No, it's not. It's just, you know, when you genuinely believe it, then you just, that sets you free. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, I just, I just want our listeners to know, like, if you hear that, you think that's arrogant. It's not arrogance because Jenny's the same way, but Jerry, Jenny's not an arrogant person, you know, as well. And you're not an arrogant person, but you just genuinely believe it and it gives you peace to trust you know, because of that. So I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, keep going. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm not going to hold on to something that doesn't want to be it's, with me. You know, I, I you know, know some of our listeners are hearing this and they're like, how in the world can you get there? Because like, that is like the dream. That the dream is that, like to get to that place where you don't get jealous, you know, and stuff like that, where you can feel that confidence saying, you know what, I trust, you know, and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, go, 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 go finish what you but were saying. You know what? No, but this, this theme though ties in with the next part. And I'm going to set it up by saying, A lot of it had to, my ability to be secure, like I said, wasn't something that I'm like, I'm so great. Like it came from a lot of different factors of the way I grew up and my background, but it also came from the fact that I never felt like I was in need of something. Mm. I was already complete and sufficient in where Mm. I was. And I never, Mm. and listen, I was really young when I met John. So I never went through that phase where everybody else was getting married. And I felt like, why can't I get what they have? Like, I never I never felt that feeling of like being in need, which I think would have come eventually, probably if I was in my late 20s, early 30s, whatever, and everybody else starts getting married, then I would feel that kind of like urgency. And I never felt that. So I completely acknowledge that. But I think there was a part of me that felt like I don't need somebody else to complete me. Like I am sufficient where I am by myself, so I don't need a partner. And I think that allows you to say, if you're going to leave, leave, because I'm not going to chase down somebody that doesn't want to be with me, you know, mm. and transitioning that to the next part, the, where my envy really did come into play. And I say envy is kind of different because envy, you know what, I heard a sermon a couple of weeks ago from pastor at the church I go to, and he talks about how like jealousy and envy are different because jealousy is wanting what like wanting what's rightfully yours mm-hmm. and feeling when you threat when you feel threatened that yeah. that's not happening yeah. envy is wanting what somebody else is yeah. um I and for me mm-hmm. like envy has been a thing that i've struggled with um in my i want to say like post children life mm. and it's not really like envy for um like money or like envy for like i don't know the envy that I felt a lot was the envy of other mothers that I felt like had it all, meaning they were able to have be great mothers and also great wives and then have great careers, like mm. all of it. And because I always felt like when I tried to juggle even my quote unquote career at Metro, I was failing all the time. Like I just couldn't juggle them. Like mm. I felt like one part was always suffering. Mm. And um, I just felt like, I wasn't good at Mm. juggling these things. And then when I left Metro and then became a stay-at-home mom, I was so much better. Like I could tell Mm -hmm. people, I feel like I'm doing a pretty, as good of a job Mm -hmm. as I can do as a broken person, as a mother and wife. But there was a part of me that would look at my friends who are doing really well and successfully in their careers and felt like, but why do they get to do all of it well? You know, Mm. and like, I, I felt like I needed to, do that too. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was failing 
A, as like the daughter that my mother raised to be an educated person, to be a contributing um, citizen of society, and B, as a, as a mother of two girls, what kind of model am I setting for my girls? Like, don't I want empowered girls to go out into society and be whoever they want to be? And even in my neighborhood, when I see mothers and my children say things to me like, um, well, how come so-and-so's mother is a dentist, but you just stay at home? These are not questions that they're asking me in a way to be mean. They're just asking me, like, how does the right. world work and mm -hmm. why are different families diverse? Mm -hmm. But for me, sometimes I take it, it's, it hits me very personally mm -hmm. because it makes me feel like, am I failing my kids by not mm -hmm. showing them the kind of woman that we can be, you know? And so I think there. I struggle a lot with yeah. when I, yeah, when I, even on my like news feeds, when I see my friends doing really well and seemingly juggling all of these things very excellently, I really feel like a part of me is just failing um, because I'm not doing like what is so insufficient about me that I cannot do these things well the way they seem to be doing. Now, mm. I think part of that, I've analyzed this a lot because this has been years and years, right? Because I, I think I mm. confess this in another episode, but it was a really difficult transition for me when I went from being somebody who worked, quote unquote, to being a stay at home mom, because I felt yeah. a real sense of identity, like a loss of sense of identity. Sure, sure. Um, and I think a lot of that was tied to um, my, like you said, family scripts, where my family told me that if I don't succeed in the way other people view my life as success, that's not really being successful. And so mm. it was really odd, because even though in my heart, I was so happy being a stay-at-home mom and being faithful to the stage and season that God gave me. I was kind of like at war with this other sense of me where I was like, but this is not what success is and I'm supposed to be successful. And so happiness almost wasn't like happiness and peace was not enough. Like that was yeah, not yeah, enough yeah. because I needed success too. Yeah. You know, and I think that's an ongoing struggle for me, even though there are like stages of my life where I'm like seasons in my life where I'm like, I'm good. I'm being faithful to what God's calling me to do. Yeah. I'm, I don't need to make a name for myself or, you know, make a six figure salary or whatever to feel valuable. There's yeah. still like, something in me that's so deeply rooted that wants yeah. that to say yeah. look what i've done yeah. you know yeah. i'm not just a mom look what i've done and yeah. when i see other women especially women because to, for me men have done that for a long time juggled family as dads but for moms i get very jealous like i really mm. want that too you know do you, but do you think it's even possible for somebody to do all three and do it really well? Like you said, like your girlfriend, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just don't know, like, if it's, if it's even a possible, I don't know if it's even possible to do that, like to do all three really, really well in the sense of this, yeah. like, like your friends, I don't know them, but they might have nannies. Like, I don't even know. Like they have like serious help to help them to juggle stuff. But then like, at the end of the day, it's like, no, it's great to have a nanny. But then it's like. You know, like I would prefer, you know, kind of like what you're doing because you're devoting yourself like one of the parents is devoting themselves fully to their children. I think that's I think that's healthy. I think it's healthy when a parent can do that, can fully devote, you know, um, themselves to their kids, whether it's the man or, or the or the woman, because I don't think it's just the woman's job. I think a man should do it, especially if the if the woman's making more money. Like, guess what? You should stay home then and care for the care for your kid. But yeah, but I don't I don't know if all three is even possible. Like I just don't know if you can do all three exceptionally well. 
you know, like at the level in which you're doing the two, you know, because, well, yeah, I, so you know I don't what know. It is. Like, no, I, I hear your point. And I think that is kind of the perennial question yeah, of every um, working mother. Like, is it even possible to have it all? You know, there's been so many books and podcasts and TED Talks about like women having it all. And is it even possible? Yeah. I will say that there's diversity in terms of what constitutes good mom. And I think for one mom, working actually does make her a better mom because if they stayed mm. home, they would be so consumed by their children and their what's going on with them yeah. that they couldn't actually be good parents because they're so absorbed in that. So yeah. I've actually met people who've told me being at my job for eight hours a day yeah. gives me enough separation where yep. I can actually yep. parent without being like yeah. in their lives all the time. Yeah. And then I have met moms who say, when I work, I'm so stressed out that when I come home, I have nothing left to yep. give them. And I think somewhere in that middle is a yeah. lot of different um, yeah. moms who feel one way or another. So I am not here to say every mom yeah. to be good needs to stay at home. Like that is absolutely yeah. not what I'm saying. There's yeah. actually studies that show that working yeah. moms actually produce children that are very independent, very self-sufficient, a lot yeah. more egalitarian family you know, patterns, marriage patterns, all this good evidence. I think for me, it was more that sense of like, I'm not enough, which was very sure. new to me, like yeah. I said, because for a long time, yeah. I felt like I didn't need anything. Yeah, but yeah, then suddenly yeah, yeah. I started feeling lesser than I started feeling lesser than I yeah. will say something interesting recently um, that I've been seeing a lot in the Bible. And even in my small group this past week, we were talking about this is, you know, um, hopefully this ties in because in my mind it works. But sometimes when I say it out loud, it doesn't really make sense. John's like, I don't know what you're saying. It's <laughs> 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 in my head. Okay. So we were talking about um, like the Jewish communities like Israel, like all the laws that they had built into their society to make sure that everybody was taken care of in an mm. kind of just mm -hmm. way. So mm -hmm. like even like the Jubilee or, you know, how they said, don't gather all your harvest, like leave some or like, yeah. don't go back twice. Like, you know, giving the land back to people who would yeah. originally came from like every, I don't know, 50 years or whatever it was, like all of these laws that were in like already built into society. Um, and I was saying, you know, it's very interesting because the only way you can do that is if you believe that there is enough for everyone that yeah. there is going to be enough for me at the end of the day. Mm. And I think that goes so against what I've been taught, especially growing up in Bergen County, but also in just a capitalist society mm -hmm. like America and like the modern yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely. It's like whatever you get is less for me. And I think that's yeah. kind of the mentality, right? It's like, um, if I like, I need to make sure that I have enough for me. And if that means you don't get enough, that's not my problem. Like mm. I just need to make sure my family and I have enough. And right. it's directly in opposition to this, ideal that kind of God gave his people like, no, there will be enough. Um, yeah. I keep seeing this in the Bible. Like even today yeah. I was reading Mark and I was reading about Jesus. Um, the second time he feeds all those people mm. and, um, not the two, like the, the second one that people sometimes debate whether it's real, but, um, but even that, like, it's like, Jesus, the, the disciples are like, we don't have enough bread. What are we going to do? And Jesus is like, oh my gosh, like I just, did you not? Like yeah. I just showed yeah. you like there will, you will have enough, yeah. you know, um, even the story of Cain and Abel, which is one of the first stories in the Bible, I would say of jealousy kind of, mm -hmm. right? Because Cain got jealous of Abel. It's very interesting because after um, he kills him or after he does, no, before he kills him, when he's upset, God says to um, Cain, if you do well, won't there be enough for you also? Like, what? what is this like jealousy? Mm -hmm. And I think it stems from our hearts where we feel like if somebody gets something, 
that's yeah. less for me. Yeah. But the whole theme of the Bible, even with the manna and God saying that enough for today is enough for today. Like right. don't, it's just this feeling that we have this hunger that we have where nothing is ever enough. And if somebody gets something good, it will be less for me. And we yeah. don't at the end of the day, believe that yeah. God is good, that God is for me and that God has enough and will give us sufficiently. And I think that's yeah. kind of my theme for, for this season is no, God gives me sufficiently the grace that I need for the day, the provisions that I need for today, the worth that he has given me yeah. already. And I don't need to go outside erratically seeking it from places that can't give it to me because God has said, I've given you sufficiently in all areas yeah. of your life. And it's that hunger in me that feels like, but what if it's not enough? Like, what if they yeah. have success? And then that means I'm not successful. And yeah. that's like, that's not what it is. Right. I've given you sufficiently. Yeah. You know? You know, I think we can just wrap it up because you just summed it up really well in terms of like, you know, how do we grow from, how do we grow out of jealousy and envy? And I think that you really hit it right there. It's just about being satisfied with what you have and knowing that it's enough. Like, it sounds so easy, but it's so hard to do, like just to be satisfied with what you have and say, no, this is good. This is enough and that we don't need more. And we are in a consumerist society. You know, we always want more mm. and more and more. We have bigger homes. It's not because we have more kids, but but because we want more stuff to put in our homes. And then we have storage facilities because we, it doesn't fit in our yeah. homes and we want to keep storing more stuff. And it's just this consumption and consumption is really like sinful, right? It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a sinful practice when we just want to keep consuming and consuming and consuming, but when we can just be content with what we have, you know, that's why like when I go to Africa, it just changes me. Like, because I, I meet some people that are just so content with what they have. Um, and they're living in mud huts mm. and they're living a joyful life. And that's kind of like where I get so humbled. And I realize you can't experience joy. You can experience happy. You can experience happiness from wealth and from consumption and stuff, but it doesn't last, right? That's what you need it again. So like happiness is like a narcotic, right? Because we're, we're looking like, it's like a, it's like a thing of fun. Like people want to go have fun. Oh, let's go to the, let's go to the clubs. Let's do this. Let's go on a vacation. Let's have some fun. Mm -hmm. Like Fun should not, or to be happy is not necessarily the thing that we should be longing for. Like we should be striving to live our lives for. Like we should be striving to live our lives to live in joy, right? That comes from peace. And joy is just, again, like something that only God can give, but it's understanding that what I have is enough and that's it. And, you know, so like I can, I can get like that too sometimes mm -hmm. because I have friends that are very like, I mean, they're, they're big time, right? Like in the Christian yeah. circle, they're big time people. Like a lot of my friends, you know, I have friends that I have like, yeah, my closest, like two of my closest pastor friends, they've written multiple books. They're doing well. They speak all over the world. They're just, they're just like regarded as like really good. Like there's, you know, like moments where I'm like, man, maybe I should be doing some of that stuff. Like maybe I should like try to get out there, get my name out there more, you know, whatever. Like, and I'm, and if I start going down that rabbit hole, I'm, that is the path. Like I know that if I continue, there's no way. And so like what I do is I stop. I'm so happy where I'm at. And I say to myself, Peter, you tried to do that at one point in your life and you almost, and you even like said the, these very words, I want to die. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live anymore. Mm -hmm. You hate traveling like that. You don't want to be away from your family. I am a homebody. Like I love staying home. I don't like leaving my house. And so like, I'm like, wait a minute. And the other thing is I just love being with my children, my family, and they love being with me. Like to me, like I like, I have what I have and that's it. And God's wired people so differently mm -hmm. and the experience. And like my job, honestly, as a friend, is to be so happy 
like when they experience things and they like what you did for me, like you just said, like, I'm so happy that you got your doctorate degree and you won the demon dissertation mm -hmm. award. Like you were like legit happy, I'm super for me. happy for you that like when we can do that for our friends, rather than being envious and say, well, maybe I should start doing something different so I can get there or whatever. Like that's just a dangerous rabbit hole. And like, if we can just be content and know that whatever I have is enough, like to me, I feel like that's it, man. That's 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 how you cure yourself of jealousy and all that stuff, and just realize, no, this is it. Like, yeah, this is it. Like, I have pastors that are doing much better and you know wealthier and doing whatever they want to do, but it's like, no, I'm I'm like so happy with where I'm at, and I don't I don't need. I mean, if God gives me other stuff, then I will. I'll I'll do it. But like for now, I'm I'm really grateful for like where I'm at. So anyway, I think that's really the key, and that's a secret to living a life where you can not be jealous and envious. And I hope that if you're listening, that you can get there. And Sue, like what you just said, like is just this idea of God has to be enough. Like what you have has to be enough. Like what's in your hands like right now? And can you just thank God for that? And it's that idea of being grateful and just saying, you know, I'm just grateful God for what you've given to me. So anyway, yeah. Any other last thoughts you have? No, and I, I do want to say it's probably easier for certain people in certain circumstances than others yeah. in the sense that, you know, I mean, if you're actually hungry and in need of actual basic yeah. material things, yeah. I don't really know if I can sit here and be like, you should just yeah. be thankful for God giving you yeah. what you have. Like I, that's totally a different context that I don't even Scenario. know how to touch. Yeah. And, like I don't know. Yeah, and likewise, know? if you know, like I'm, I'm very sensitive and, and compassionate towards those who have come from abusive type backgrounds and, you know, there's, you know, when you go through like kind of abuse, like that does a number on your self-confidence mm -hmm. and shame and things like that. And so it's a journey, like it, it's such a journey, but I hope that we get on that journey, a path towards healing so that we're not governed by these negative emotions like jealousy and envy and, you know, shame and all those other things, because that's just, we're always the worst versions of ourselves. And mm -hmm. so like, you know, it's this idea that, you know, we cannot find our identity in being a victim. Um, you've been victimized, yes, but we cannot find our identity being a victim. And what I mean by that is that every time something bad happens to you, somebody says something, you you always think like you're being a victim. Like, why are you hurting me? Why are you hurting me? No, I think like we have to get to a place where we can heal and find our identity in being a child of God. And that takes time. It does. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I if I can do it, trust me, I'm no special person in that sense. But if I could do it, I know you can as well. So, but yeah, but there is a scale to that. But you know, I do hope that, you know, if you have any questions, any thoughts, maybe any comments about, about this or any reflections that you have and maybe how you've been able to grow out of a place of jealousy and envy, we'd love to hear your thoughts or maybe even questions about, you know, um, that you might have pertaining to this topic that we did not address. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So, yeah, I think we're done. And we want to just thank you so much for listening. We hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And hopefully you'll tune back in next week for a new episode. Have a great, great day. Take care.